Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's the Mitchin Podcast. Hey, what's up? And welcome to the Mitchin. We are a weekly food and drink and venue and uh, important things happening in Sydney podcast covering all bases because we've got a left to the center one today. Um, my name is Andrew Levins and uh, without me today is my co-host Mitchell. Who knows where he is on this uh, balmy Wednesday afternoon. But I have got someone with me today uh, who uh, I've, I'm, I'm only meeting for the first time. Um, he is the, at the front of a very important campaign that um, I'm 100% on board for. I want to help you know, spread the awareness of it. The, uh, the campaign is called Proudly Pokies Free. And um, I've got one of the, uh, the spearheaders, the founders of, of Proudly Pokies Free, uh, Tom Lawrence with me today. Tom, welcome to the Mitchin. Hello, thank you for having me. So, you had a big party on Sunday night, which was, I guess, the launch party of Proudly Pokies Free. Yeah. Um, your family has a history with poker machines, but that makes it sound a lot worse than it actually <laughs> yeah. is. Um, your father, did he direct or produce? Uh, he created it. He, he didn't create- direct it, but he was, yeah, he was the creator of the film. Um, so, your father, Neil, yeah. um, uh, created a... Um, uh, a documentary that aired on ABC television last year called Kaching. It's mm-hmm. called Pokey Nation. Yeah, Kaching Pokey Nation. And you want to tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. So the film was kind of like um, looked at how the pokies are specifically designed to be addictive. So that was the main focus. They talked to graphic designers. They talked to um, uh, the people who designed the maths behind the machines and the music um, and kind of compared them to other substances like nicotine and cocaine to look at how they're specifically addictive and found that they operate on the same sort of pathways of the brain mm-hmm. um, and also just looked at Australia's relationship with the pokies and um, how our government hasn't really introduced much reform or meaning- meaningful reform despite um, 70% of Australians wanting to see some change. So, obviously, that's something that your father created. He was passionate about. Mm. Was there a history of poker machines in your family before that film was made? No, not really. I think um, he'd, he'd worked in advertising pretty much all his life, but he'd, he'd worked on a few different campaigns around the pokies. Uh, he did something with Stop the Loss. He went to school with Tim Costello, who um, is an anti-pokies and anti-gambling uh, campaigner as well. Um, and I think he, he worked in Piermont, one of his uh, offices there, and he would walk past the star almost every day. And he'd see it, would, it was really busy in the morning. He's like, what's going on in there? He went in there and saw you know, people sitting in front of the pokies and he's just like, what, what's going on here? So started looking into it and then um, got really passionate about making a film. Sure. Um, so um, unfortunately, your father passed away at the end of last year. Yeah. Um, and your sister, Anna... That's right. And yourself uh, took it upon yourselves to carry on the ideas that he kind of put forward in that documentary 
yeah. by basically starting a grassroots campaign mm. called Proudly Pokies Free. So what is the aim of Proudly Pokies Free? So the aim of Proudly Pokies Free is to kind of change the conversation around the, the pokies in Australia. It's, I mean, my dad always saw the film, uh, his film, as the start of a conversation, like the start of more campaigns. So it was our way to keep that conversation going. Um, I feel for a lot of people in my age group, I'm, I'm 25, you know, we grew up with the pokies in all of our venues. We're so used to them. Where did you grow up? Um, I grew up in Greenwich. Right. Yeah. I, grew up, I grew up in Hornsby. Okay. And uh, from like the moment kids in my grade started turning 18, I reckon half my grade would, would go and put money down on the pokies. I used to do it. When you I see, I've, never, I've, I've never actually, I've never put like a buck in, into really? a poker machine I mean, before. I've probably spent maybe like 300 bucks in my career of pokies playing, <laughs> which is not a lot. That's why that's uh, why your dad made the docker. Yeah, yeah, it was me. Um, you could have bought a PlayStation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and for us, I mean, I, I worked in cocktail bars, I worked in pubs and stuff when I was at uni and, and a bit after as well. Um, I've seen firsthand the damage that they cause and for us, I'd, we wanted to kind of promote a positive venue culture. So us, it's about, for us, it's a more positive and creative conversation about being like, these guys are operating without pokies, you know. Everyone always says, you know, oh, well, if you get rid of pokies, the pubs and clubs won't survive and it's just not true. It's absolute shit. Yeah. yeah. So I used to uh, do a lot of work at World Bar yeah. in Kings Cross. Yeah, I awesome. met, met my wife there. Mm. Um, she ran Saturday nights at World Bar for many years. And uh, they always had a little pokey, poker machine room. We would have like like eight eight poker machines in it. Um, nowhere near the rest of the venue. It was like kind of in this little side bit where people just kind of used to go to smoke or hang out, mm. you know, years years ago when you could still yeah. smoke in, in, in some parts of the venue. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I remember like you would always see like just like one or two people just kind of, they would come to the club, dance for like half an hour and then just go sit on the pokies mm. for the rest of the night. Yeah. But World Bar took a stance, uh, it would have been like four or five years ago now, and actually like, you know, got rid of all the pokies and, and turned that into like a really cool kind of like lounge part of, of, of the venue. That's like, the, that, that was, and that, I remember being really proud of, the, you know, to, to work with that venue and for them to do something as cool as that. Yeah. Are there any, like, examples of, of, of venues that have gotten rid of the pokies in a really positive way and had nothing but a positive response afterwards? I mean, yeah, almost all of them that we've sure, been right. talking to. So, I mean, easy, there's about 20, answer, to th- 20 to 30 um, venues in Sydney, um, sorry, pubs and clubs in Sydney that don't have pokies. Mm-hmm. There's a heaps more bars and live music venues. I mean... First and foremost, we're kind of at the moment talking about the pubs and clubs because they're the ones who would have had pokies yep. or can have pokies. Um, but we want to extend that to all the live music venues and small bars, like everyone who contributes to a positive venue culture. Um, and a positive drinking culture. And a positive drinking culture. I think it's important well. to note, like, you know, a lot of people that, you know, alcohol is a big problem yeah. for some people in Australia. Yeah. And, it's, and I guess you say, as it, you know, Australia has somewhat of a drinking problem. Yeah. But you, you're able to drink alcohol responsibly. And you could even argue that you're able to you know, use recreational drugs responsibility, responsibly. Mm. But in no way, shape or form are you able to use a poker machine with any form of responsibility. Well, I think the issue is, and like the thing that the, the film addresses, I mean, so when I did an interview recently, someone's like, isn't it up to, you know, isn't it up to us if we want to gamble? Isn't it, you know, the pers- responsibility of the person to not put their pay packet through the pokies? Um, and while with everything, there's a certain level of personal responsibility, when you look at how the pokies are specifically designed to be addictive and they spend so much money on making them as addictive as possible, like they cause more, far, more harm than any other form of gambling and yet they find them in every single one of our communities. I don't understand the logic of, well, it's just up to us, you know. We have laws and regulations for a reason and like 
we can use them sometimes to reduce harm that's caused. Yeah, I've never, like, the appeal of the Pokey has always baffled me because, one, I don't trust it. Yeah. Like, I don't understand They're how. rigged. Yeah. I mean, they've designed them. Like, things like that I include, something like a near miss. If you're playing blackjack or poker or any other form of gambling, you get an adrenaline rush and a release of dopamine when you get a near miss. So you, you get close to winning, but you don't quite get there. In the pokies, they program them to be eight to nine times, happen eight to nine times more often. So what it, it all comes down to chemicals of the brain, really. It's just all dopamine. They're just pumping as much dopamine through your brain. So people just get hooked. It's nothing to do with the money. And it really preys on a particular kind of person as well. Someone who's, you know, in a, in a, in a loud, loud space and seeking refuge mm. in a way that, you know, that, that, that it really encourages antisocial kind of behavior of just like just staring at the screen yeah. and, and pissing your, your, your money away. Yeah. Um, sorry, we, I interrupted you earlier when you were talking to me about, you know, venues that have oh, experienced venues, yeah. positive. So, I mean, for example, I mean, I, I spoke to World Bar recently. They reached out and had a, had a chat to me and there's lots of venues I've been talking to. I went to the Grand National today, which is just up the road from where we are on Oxford Street. And we're, we're currently at This Must Be The Place on Oxford Street having a lovely afternoon spritz. Very nice. I think I've got the Pisco number. There's flowers and honey and all sorts of things. It's great. <laughs> um, so this venue... That's drink, he, that's drink talk for the, uh, for, for the episode. Yeah. Keep, keep, keep uh, <laughs> the people actually listen for food and drink <laughs> yeah. tips. Happy. Um, so the Grand National up the road, I mean, he was just a general manager I was talking to. They haven't had pokies there for ages. But what he, he's noticed is that when they reopened about two years ago, a lot more families have come through. He said someone came through and asked him, oh, do you guys have pokies? And then he said no. And then the next day he came back with his whole family and his dogs. And same with the Petersham Bowling Club. They got rid of pokies because they needed the money. So they sold the licenses and then the whole place just transformed. They had so many more families there. They replaced where their pokies were physically with a live music stage. Yep. And now they have lots of live music programs. And so many of these venues, they've, for what, whatever reason, they've got rid of the pokies, whether to make money or a moral stance, the venues have changed because of it. Right. So what are you doing as Proudly Pokies Free? Are you, are you going to venues with poker machines and giving them examples of, of these venues that have gotten rid of their pokies and had nothing but positive experiences afterwards? or Not yet. Not yeah. yet. Is, so, that, is that the aim? Uh, listen, the, the main thing we need to do now is like build our supporter base and get our message out there. Like First and foremost, it's an um, awareness-raising campaign. There's mm-hmm. people like the Alliance for Gambling Reform who are pushing really hard for legislative change. But we need to create, especially in our demographic, that groundswell of support and um, put the pressure on the venues as well. So how can we do that? I think go to venues that don't have pokies. Right. Um, easy as that. And also, I mean, yeah, that, that's a good step. I mean, support the places and, and help push for a positive venue culture. But we need to, we do need to work towards higher level legislative change. But it needs to be everyone working in unity. And we want to see, like, we have to want to see things change. And we have to want to go to these venues and support venues that don't have pokies. The venues need to work towards more creative solutions. And our government needs to make it a little bit harder for them to make so much money off them. Yeah. So what are some alternatives to a pokey room? A pokey room? Well, it's a really good example. The Henson, uh, if you've been there in Marrickville, it's an awesome pub. Um, when they bought it, they the people who sold it took their pokies licenses somewhere else. And um, in the TAB room, they now have an extra dining room. And in the pokey room, they now have an awesome pinball room. Um, right. And the Henson is like one of uh, so many people's favorite pubs in Sydney. Um, and I'm 
I mean, the Unicorn as well. They now have an awesome live music roster. They've opened up there. They're just like fantastic food, and it's really popular. Yeah, so we, 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 Jake from Mary's has been on the show before, and he, yeah. Jake took over the Unicorn as well, yeah. He's and his partner. Um, I didn't realize that they're completely pokies free. The Unicorn has no pokies, no. no. That's awesome. I didn't realize that. That's so cool. Yeah. I mean, now I feel like, for me, it's what I want other people to feel. When I go to somewhere that's kind of trendy and cool... Um, and they've got like great food and drink, craft beer, whatever. And then you go and see the pokies. I always feel a bit ripped off, a bit like, do you, do you really need it? Right. Um, yeah, totally. But I mean, there's there's sort of like a balance. There's different venues. I find there's like the real pokies venues that are more out in the suburbs that have nothing else going on other than the pokies, and that's where it like really restricts creativity, and innovation. Like all you're seeing outside is VIP room, VIP room. There's no ads for anything else. Like totally, there's their food is crumb. Like it's just a few lame tap beers, and it's just it's a mini casino. I mean, and and the secret is that like an actual VIP room for actual VIP people, very important people, isn't that good anyway. And this is like even like this is like ten times worse than that. It's so awful. I mean, up the road from my where I am in Glebe, um, there's a pub, and it's just like all the advertising is six a.m. VIP room open, six a.m. VIP room. That's all it is. You really start noticing it when you look around. You're like. Like, almost our entire venue culture is built on these machines which rely on people's addictions to stay afloat. And it's just crazy. It's a shame because I have... There is part of my heart that loves RSL clubs. Yeah. and But that's like... Like, that's the completely unattainable... Like, you know, to me, maybe... I mean, in, in, a, in a perfect world, it would be attainable. But there's no way someone... An RSL club will get rid of that, like a pokey. It's going to be hard. They're the ones yeah. that rely on the pokies for a lot of their revenue. But other people, they make this argument that, you know, the clubs put so much money back into their communities, but it's something like 2%. And they wouldn't need to put so much back in if they didn't take so much out. Yeah. Uh, there was a City Morning Herald article that was written um, about what you're doing. And yeah. um, uh, one of the first things they brought up was that a huge percentage of people who use pokies do so because they think they're putting money back into the club yeah listen I don't actually know much about that that was Alan Stokes who wrote that article and it was great I didn't I didn't know much about that yeah, at right. all yeah. but maybe it's this idea that, that they, they think though. they're yeah. supporting maybe they, they think or maybe they justify their spending but they're supporting their local club but I mean when you see the facts and figures the money they put back in their communities is so negligible it's like ridiculous have you got some examples um, I couldn't I couldn't quote confidently the numbers sure. on it but it's it's very small percentages yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, that justifying that spend because I mean, like, I don't know. You go to like Japan. Thank you so much for that uh, brand new spritz. At, <laughs> this must be the place on Oxford Street. <laughs> I, got, I got the pretty one with flower petals in it, like you. Um, but you know, like I, you know, even like p- pachinko machines and stuff like that yeah. in Japan. There is this weird kind of like it's more social. You go there with friends and you do it. Whereas pokies, it's just so. It's, I don't know who it's, it, it, it. It doesn't. There's nothing positive about it. There's nothing positive. There's absolutely nothing positive about pokies, man. Although I'm not anti-gambling, I'm anti-pokies. Like I'm not, I'm not here to tell people what they can and can't do, really. But I think, like, when you look at the scale and look at the harm that they've caused since they've only properly came into our pubs early '90s. Like that's when it really started. I didn't realize that. It hasn't been that long, and you see the damage they caused. It's like, why couldn't we do something else? Why couldn't we try more creative solutions and be like the entire rest of the world? Because no one, no one really does what we do. With the pokies at all. We're very strong outliers. Really? Yeah. It's, it's, Australia has 20% of the world's pokies. And we're 0.3% of the population. Like, no one else is fuck. doing it. No one else is doing it. That's so bizarre. Yeah. What, what is it about Australians and their, and their love of poker machines? I got a father-in-law 
who like you know he doesn't put much in there but like that's like that's his guilty little thrill is the poker machines let's put him on blast I, right now he doesn't I, listen I it's fine <laughs> I don't know what it is I don't know but one group of people I didn't expect and I mean are the people who just love the pokies I mean in my head there's like people who like play them occasionally and then there's people who are addicted I'm like you know, 40% of the $12 billion we lose a year on the pokies comes from people who are addicted, like seriously addicted. But there's heaps of people who really love them. And like they were writing things on posts like, oh, a pub without pokies, that's my idea of hell. So like there are people wow. who just love them. Man, and I guess fair enough. Have you tried reaching out to someone like that? I haven't. There's an Instagram page. Um, they commented on our page saying this is the most pathetic uh, Instagram thing we've ever seen. And theirs was pokies wins. And it was just videos of pokey wins. Fuck. And they had some terrible stuff on there, like photos of people passed out in poker rooms being like, oh, he should have gone home, but like, look at his wins and like, oh, it's, it's dark stuff. Yeah, it is really dark, isn't it? But it is, I mean, it is that, you know, we, we say this here from like, you know, a, a trendy cocktail bar that's open in the afternoon on Oxford Street. Yeah. But, you know, where, where I grew up, Hornsby RSL, around the corner was the Blue Gum, around the corner was like a shitty Irish pub, up the road was Asquith Leagues. And, all of those joints had like an entire floor. Like you, there were more places to play pokies than there were to eat in all of those venues. Yeah. And both of those venues <clears throat> are places that offer two food options. Like you know, you've got the, yeah. the traditional Irish thing, and then you've got like a Chinese bistro. Like yeah, so <laughs> it is like that, that, and that's like the biggest challenge I think in getting. Re- I mean, obviously there is inner city stuff is still really gnarly. Yeah. Like, Mike, there was that awful uh, list that was revealed last year that um, they got they got lockout exemptions. Um, mm, yeah, uh, a bunch of venues like some of Sydney's shittiest venues from yep. Scruffy Murphy's and 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 below. Yeah, <laughs> um, like Scruffy Murphy's is the high point. Yeah, <laughs> at least they have like weird live karaoke sometimes. <laughs> um, but they were given an exemption from the lockout rule, but they weren't people that were, were coming in weren't drinking they were just playing the pokies yeah there's 16 venues that were exempt from the lockout laws 16, 16. you can't drink there you can't do anything other than play the pokies so they're literally allowed to stay open and I mean, it's so see-through like that hypocrisy when you know a small bar can't stay open and you know you can't go on and buy a nice drink or a cocktail and be social or listen to music but you can go and play the pokies here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. Plushcare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Like and then, you know, we're getting a second fucking casino. And, I mean, have you said, have you walked through the casino that we already have? Which one? The oh yeah, well the the, the main you know the oh, star, star city, the star city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been there a few times. They're, they're, like you would think it would be like this grandiose vision yeah, of, no, no, of, no. of gambling. It's fucking like eighty percent pokies. Yeah, I mean that's where the, all the money is. I've not from. been to casinos anywhere else in the world. Is that the norm? Um, have I been to another casino? I've been to the star. Um, I don't think I've been to another casino. I've only seen a few videos. Like in the film, they do. There's a few clips from Las Vegas. I think they're probably quite similar. But Barangaroo um, isn't going to have any pokies. It's not. No. Okay. Sick. It's not allowed. All right. Oh, it's not allowed. Yeah. I, actually, honestly, oh, I, I don't know. I don't know all the details on it, but I think they're not allowed to have pokies. I know wild. that they're not, but I can't remember. The Whitlam's why. blew them up. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's meant to be seen. Everyone's really worried about Barangaroo that it's going to. It's going to fail because it's relying on um, international uh, high rollers to come through. Well, they're just going to turn into apartments. It'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> They'll find a way to get the pokies in, I'm sure. Um, fuck. Man, if, if, that, if that was a casino without pokies, that actually makes me not hate Barangaroo a little, a little more. It's a little bit better. I mean, as I said, yeah, it's like, it's still you know, like there's other gambling. forms of like people will become addicted to other forms of gambling. Of course. But these ones, like the pokies, cause more harm and are designed to be addictive. And it's the issue like... One of the taglines from the film is like rigged, addictive everywhere. And rigged and addictive is a real bad part of it. But everywhere is what I have the biggest problem with. Yeah. You know, at least if you're going to the casino, you know you're going there for a specific reason. But when you just like have that general exposure, when you're like, you first turn 18, you're having a drink, like grabbing some food. And you're like, oh, why don't we try this out? Because when you're 18, you want to try all the things you weren't allowed to do when you were 17. So yeah. that's going to be one of them. Well, because I, I was like one of the youngest in my grade. So they, I, I just got stories of what, what pokies did And I, I was just like, that sucks You lost yeah. money You're playing a yeah. game that wasn't as good as <laughs> my Nintendo like, Yeah <laughs> oh, What's really interesting Like for our age group um, I think we said, how old are you? I'm 30 oh, Okay, well, we're five years apart, but similar Okay <laughs> um, So what they're doing now is making Designing pokies that are more skill-based Because at the moment they're not skill-based at I all realized, Sorry, I've just realized I'm 31 Hey? I just 31. realized I'm 31 oh, Okay, I'm glad, glad you know <laughs> Um, is that they're, they're designing new ones that are um, more skill-based. So they found that like our demographic is more into skill-based games and younger than us as well. So they're just designing new ones that will be appeal to other audiences as well. So, how do you define like <laughs> skill-based poker machines? Like I, I don't know. Yeah. And there's these new ones where you like sit in and it wraps around your whole head. My friend said who's writing a book on the pokies. He went to this like sort of trade show for pokies, and you basically you're completely immersed in it. So talk about antisocial. Like these ones, you get in like a little capsule, like a little sensory deprivation tank. Yeah, like a what, like sort of like weird VR unit. Yeah, pokies. Yeah, where the queen of the Nile, queen <laughs> of the Nile, like actually hands you money. <laughs> So I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm an avid video gamer. Like, I, lo- I love video games. Yeah. But part of, you know, what I try and do with... I have another podcast in, called Hey Fam in which we, we talk about video games and we encourage talk about video games. So, you, I mean, and a lot of people that do play video games, there is a massive social aspect with it. You share yeah. what you're doing online. You talk about it with other friends that are playing it. <laughs> you know, you start a community on Facebook of other people that are into the same games as you and, and you talk about it. Yeah. There's not that same kind of thing for, fa- for, for, for poker machines. It is just well. I wouldn't call the pokies a game. It's not, no, yeah. What would you call them? Um, it's just gambling, right? It's straight up gambling. There's no skill. It's not a game. Like 
it's some people compare like some people say oh they're just you know they're just like a pinball machine it's like come on dude pinball machines are sick you've never heard anyone that has a pinball machine addiction yeah and if you do I'm sorry to hear that (laughs) I'm sorry you turned something wonderful into something fucked a bit niche yeah Uh, but yeah Um, yeah not, not quite the same so um, you guys uh, threw a, a launch party of the night on Sunday yeah. night, um, yeah. and you had a lot of you had the aforementioned Whitlams. Uh, Tom, Tim Friedman from the mm. Whitlams performed um, "Blow Up the Pokies" and I'm sure numerous other songs. Yeah, that was awesome. So we had um, had a few bands left, and Wild Honey, World Champion, and then Tim Friedman, The Preachers, and then Joyride DJed at the end. Yep, Joyride is uh, the man who you hear singing our theme song at the start and end of every Mitchin episode. Yeah. No, he he threw did out he, a few bangers. Did and he everyone. perform the Mitchin theme song on the night? Hey, did I he don't perform? know. I don't know. <laughs> um, no, it was such a good night. I mean, it's really important for us to build build that community and raise awareness and be like, these are the venues that are doing the right thing. Um, this is what the pokies do in our communities. I mean, while we want it to be a positive conversation and it's all about positive venues and creativity, like we still have to throw some of those facts out there, like that 20% in, in Australia fact and the 12 billion we spend a year and all that kind of stuff and it was just a really good start um to kick it all off and i mean we had about 500 people through the door which we weren't really expecting we were hoping but we weren't expecting no, well done so we were really stoked with the turnout and people are responding really well yeah so we've had tyson from keep sydney open on the podcast a couple mm. times and i think that you know your campaigns definitely tie in to each other really well mm. in that you know like you're kind of in getting rid of a poker pokies room in some venues, you are like you know, was it Petersham Bowling Club? Yeah, they they built a live venue and like you know a live performance space instead. Yeah, and that's what Keep Sydney Open wants more of. You know, we yeah. want more opportunities for, for for music to be performed in Sydney. Mm. Um, so obviously there is that you know that the swapping pokies for music. Have yeah. you ever heard of anyone swapping pokies for food? Um. I think not specifically, and we'll probably hear a bit more of that when we speak to people, but more of like a general thing that you pick up on is that a lot of these venues, um, some venues rely on the pokies for up to 80% of their revenue. Fuck, really? So, I mean, some of these places you go and they're terrible. Like, they're not good venues at all. And I, I, know, I know the ones you kind of talk about. They're like the ones that are actually in like the heart of the city. Yeah. And at best, you can get a $5 steak. Yeah. And there's no live entertainment. It's there's no... They might have a TAB. Yeah. And then they'll have a pokies room. That's it. I mean, they're not... If you wrote down what you thought a pub was, and then you looked at these pubs, like, they're not pubs. They're just... They're, I mean, technically they are, but I mean, they're not a place for, like, family, community, good food, drink, culture. Like, they're... They're crummy, li- they're crummy little pokey rooms yeah. with, like, some crap food. But I think what the pokies have done is, like, taken creativity and innovation away from a lot of venues because um, people don't need to be good venues they just need the pokies and that's it it just encourages laziness so I think what happens when you get rid of the pokies or in venues that don't have them they have to be out of like survival they have to be good at everything else and so many of these venues you go to they, they kill it their food is really awesome have great beer great staff and it's because they they have to yeah so what's what's next for uh, for, for a proudly pokies free um well <sighs> We're speaking to a few people. A few people want to extend the campaign throughout Australia. Um, so Melbourne and Adelaide, I think are the, we've got some people down there who want us to bring it over. Um, we've got to set up a board because I have to get a job soon because I've been doing this full time. Oh, well, yeah. Um, so we want to set up a board and, and figure out ways to push it forward. I mean, I've never done a campaign before. So we're figuring out as we go along. But I think um, 
we just got to really build that supporter base and then we can start talking to more venues. And the trickier conversation is talking to venues that do have pokies. Um, so uh, someone who's helping us out has reached out to Justin Hems because mm-hmm. um, to talk to him about some of his venues um, that you know might do with removal of the pokies because I think he- man, so we bring up Justin Hems a lot on the podcast. Yeah. We, we've 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 had numerous chefs who work for him. Justin Hems, for those who don't know who are listening right now, owns Maryvale, so that includes you know renowned restaurants featuring chefs that we've featured on the podcast. You know, like Mr. Wong and Ms. G's, um, the Paddington and. Um, um, Daniela Alvarez's new venue opening right next door to the Paddington in the next week. Um, and then you have places like the Ivy. You have places like um, Coogee, um, who we've had Jordan from Coogee um, come in as well. Mm. I always forget. Is it Coogee Bay Hotel or Coogee Pavilion? Coogee Pavilion. Coogee Pavilion. Yeah. Um, you know, like he is a, a huge figure in Sydney when it comes yeah. to venues. I didn't realize that any of his venues had pokies. Yeah. Which ones do? Um, I'm not sure. Well, the Coogee Pavilion definitely does. Yeah, right. Um, it's got a pokies room, but my friend who lives over what there... What the fuck? They've got everything else there. I know. Why would you play pokies when you can play table tennis downstairs? I, it's just the revenue. I mean, for us, we want to create enough like visibility and enough like kind of outrage in a way um, that people like those will be the first to fall because it doesn't fit in with their business model. It doesn't fit in with their demographic. I mean, the people who are like... That, I'm baffled that that, was, that, that the, exists. Yeah. I mean, you, you tell people enough about the pokies and then you look at these guys, they'll you create enough pressure they'd be like oh shit like we're all about being trendy and cool and good food and craft beer and like all of this beautiful interior design the pokies do not fit in with that model at all so they should be the first to to go it's still going to be really hard yeah but no, if we create well, enough I'm, pressure I think you know, I'm with you on that man like I, I, you know we, we you know, eventually we will probably talk to Justin Hems on the podcast. Yeah. You know, we've talked to enough of his staff. I think we, we, we will eventually, <laughs> like, you know, the right to talk to him. Because he is, like, you know, he, he, he has created a lot of great opportunities for a lot of a lot of chefs in Sydney. Yeah. And a lot of chefs, you know, outside of Sydney, coming to Sydney for the first time, mm. like Daniela, like other, other people. That, like, uh, that it, it, you're right, it completely goes against everything else that his venues are about. Yeah. And I would be very surprised if he got rid of his pokies and his business model fell apart if he comes if he's like no like you don't understand like 70% of the Coogee or like even if like 30% of Coogee Pavilion's revenue comes from from pokies like yeah I'd be very surprised like I I don't think so unless he was like I don't know what I'm going to put in this room put some pokies in it I mean yeah that's that's not the best excuse that's the only excuse that I will like Um, kind of see eye to eye with yeah yeah I I, have all these pokies at home I may as well put them somewhere (laughs) I have an empty room sitting in the garage I've already got two table tennis tables yeah (laughs) I mean we want to talk to people like that and see and see what we can do Um, but I mean as you were saying Sydney I mean it still is really bad the amount of money that we lose here is crazy but it's when you get further out where it's really worrying. I mean, Fairfield loses, I think last year lost $8 billion, something like that. You mean Fairfield RSL is ridiculous. It's Fairfield RSL, like I, I reviewed a restaurant for the Good Food Guide. Like they do like a Silver Spoon mm. Italian restaurant, which is pretty okay. Yeah. And there's, there's like a good fur place in there. There's a good... Um, Say like, oh, fur as in fur. <laughs> like they've yeah, got yeah. a fur. <laughs> that was me like... Let's go get some mink. That's like the... Cl- <laughs> I, don't, I normally fuck up everything I pronounce on this on this, epi- on this podcast, but uh, I, I, I almost got close with that one. <laughs> I feel like Australians is like fur and foe and then Bon Iver and Bon Iver. And they're the things that people <laughs> argue about. And I always just say Bon Iver and foe. Okay. There you go. It. Well, they have a great foe place. They have <laughs> Okay, young, all these great. Basically, what I'm saying is they got, they got some great yeah. food options in this yeah. in this incredibly decadent RSL, 
which is in Fairfield on like the kind of like less developed side of the of the tra- of the train mm. tracks. They've got like these big flame torches out the front yeah. of the RSL. Like it looks like like a villa in Bali. Yeah, think about where the money came from to make it look. Yeah, that I good. know, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm I'm so weirded out by that venue, the presence of that venue. Yeah. Like, um. Well, the thing is, like the the pokies are like the highest concentration are in our most disadvantaged suburbs. Like, it's not it's not by accident that that yeah. happens. I have a uh, a charity called Heaps Decent, and we do a lot of work in like oh, I know it, um, yeah. outrage, outreach programs where we do um, work in um, uh, regional communities, mm. and we go to Wilcannia. And Broken Hill. Yeah. And you better believe every single pub, which is the only option for late night dining, as in late night after 6pm dining in most of yeah. these towns, you better believe that they have like entire, you know, rooms upon rooms dedicated to, to, to pokies. Yeah. And you can just hear the, you know, the, the sound of features as mm. you eat, no matter yeah. where you are in the, in the venue. It's like, nuts. Wilcannia is like a, is a, is a, is a town of like a couple hundred people. And mm. they have a, a golf club, which has a pokies room. Like, oh, it's just part of like the actual. Th- there would be forty pokies in there. Yeah. And there's, I, re- I would, I would doubt there's more than eight hundred people that live in Wilcannia. Yeah. I mean, across Australia, like altogether, there's like one pokey per hundred fourteen people. Really? Well, maybe that's New South Wales. Oh, there's too many stats. They're all. They're no, all, no, man. They're I'm, all I'm, mixed I'm, up. I'm baffled. In but, any I case. mean, New South Wales. We have fifty percent of Australia's pokies here. Really? So we're Fuck. the worst. New South Wales And we think we're so forward-thinking, sure. don't we? Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Um, but I think, I mean, for me at the moment, I don't, I don't have all the solutions. I mean, there are a few things that other people have done to reduce the harm of the pokies and reduce numbers. But I think, you know, the argument that this is how it is and we need them is something that I just really want to challenge. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. if people are listening right now who may be able to help out in some way or even just want to, like, you know, learn more about... yeah. Um, proudly Pokies free um, how can they get in touch with you um, so you can go to our Facebook the usual usual Facebook uh, Instagram sort of stuff um, so Proudly Pokies free and then www.proudlypokiesfree.com for the website which has mailing list we're doing some screenings of the film um, a list of Pokies free venues all the stuff you need and uh, have you got stickers for venues who, which are proudly Pokies free to display yet? We do. Well, well we don't have them yet. We, we've got one sample run um, and we're just tweaking a few things so they're perfect uh, and then getting some out. So we're going to be getting them out through um, throughout Sydney soon so you can walk around and see which venues don't rely on the Pokies to that's, keep going. That's really cool. And I, I, mean, yeah. and I think that, that should be open to restaurants too. Yeah. Rest, like you know, restaurants. They were the focus on drinking. Any you know, bars yeah. and all that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Everyone, everyone, everyone. Yeah, I sure. Mean, it just makes it News easy agents. when you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chuck on people's cars. Like, yeah. um, I mean, it's just cool. Like you can walk around and like it. It's it hard to tell people. I want to tell people what to do. Like you shouldn't go to venues that have pokies, and I don't want to bash venues that have pokies. But, but I think wanna, yeah. it. You know, it, it's that conscious consumerism sort of thing. Like you go around and be like, oh, okay, these guys don't rely on that revenue, um, especially. If, you know, trying to create a family-friendly sort of space, like maybe it's going to help people make um, different decisions. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, myself and uh, Tyson from Keep Sydney Open are about to make some stickers of our own um, that pretty much say, like have like Mike Baird's face on it with a cross through it and says that, that uh, Mike Baird isn't welcome at this venue until 2 a.m. <laughs> 
That's awesome. So we're uh, we're actually we, maybe we can go stickering together. Yeah, that'd be that'd be lovely. <laughs> we're able uh, to put them on news agents. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we're, we're trying to like we're going to actually start talking to restaurants soon. So again, if uh, if you are listening and you own a restaurant or cook at a restaurant or serve drinks or serve food at a restaurant, get in touch with us. We can find us at facebook.com slash the Mitchin or uh, email the Mitchin Podcast at gmail um, Thanks so much to Tom for uh, for coming in this week. Thanks for having me. No, I look forward to you know seeing what incredible change you make in the city and, and, and abroad. Yeah, let's see how it goes. See how it goes. <laughs> Thank um, you. You've been listening to The Mitchin. My name is Andrew Levins. Uh, the next episode is going to be our first ever international episode. I'm about to go on tour with the Venga Boys, which is wild. I'm going to Auckland tomorrow. And I just found out that um, I have like one, one, one free night tomorrow night in Auckland. And uh, I found out that, that Mike Benny, who you can hear doing the drinks episodes of uh, The Mitchin, is also going to have a free night in Auckland too, which is the most bizarre coincidence of all time. And it also means that we're, neither of us are going to remember the first ever Mitchin international episode. <laughs> so look forward to that one coming out very soon. Uh, again, you can find us at facebook.com slash The Mitchin. And uh, you can find me online at LevDog, L-E-V-D-A-W-G, on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks so much to Tom, and thanks so much for listening. Thank you. See you later. It's the Mitchin Podcast. Hey, this is Levins. Thanks so much for listening to The Mitchin. If you're not completely sick of my voice by now, why don't you check out one of my other podcasts? One of them is called Hey Fam and is about comedy and pop culture and dumb shit. The other one is called Serious Issues and is all about comic books. You can find both of them on iTunes or download them directly at my website, yolevins.com slash podcasts.